Okay. Are you there, Pearl Note? I am here, C Note. How are you? I am doing just fine on this Sunday evening. Hello, everyone. Well, Welcome. Welcome to Pearl Note. Yes, this is one of the many actual uh, podcasts that we have on the Village Family Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, here on Stereo, uh, eventually Anchor, I believe, as well. And this little podcast is where we do a deep dive into the political uh, issues, drama, or just some of the social happenings that you we, people don't normally talk about on cable news. We take the, a different perspective and sides on it, and, and we do a deep dive into how this relates to us or why it doesn't relate to us and how we go from there. And so this evening's conversation, we're going to jump right on in to the infrastructure and reconciliation bill trying to get through Congress right now. And trying to do very good work. That that is indeed the case. And the I'm gonna start tonight with us talking about the failure of the Democrats to get us anything of merit. We have seen recently in the news of California going through this atmospheric river, this deluge of water, which, mind you, California does need right now, <laughs> in, the, in the biggest of ways. That they, they do. That, they need all that rain and all of that snow, but it brings with it landslides and flooding in places that don't need to be flooded right now. And you have uh, the wildfires that have been burning out of control for the last, oh, I don't know, year and some change, it seems. <laughs> and, and, and we have power outages now being scheduled more regularly in this country. That's the type of stuff that you hear in, let's just be honest, third world countries. And meanwhile, Democrats want to go ahead and not put the money into the reconciliation bill to fix some of these problems. Did you hear what what they were asking for today? No. What's the latest? Because the last time I heard, it had already been reduced from, what, roll over uh, under four to under three. So, what, 1.9 was the last that I heard? What are we talking about now? Well, it, it's basically by the end of this, we're we're looking at maybe a trillion, one point two, one point three trillion being spent. They don't want to actually spend the big bucks to do this properly, and that to me makes no sense. You know, and you you had Nancy Pelosi get up there today and starts touting to everybody, oh well, we're we're ninety percent. Uh, completed, the bill has been written, and, you know, since we're ironing out that last 10%. And it's like, 
No, you aren't. You you've just you've just sold us down the river. You have given away the store. Okay. I see which position you're taking on this one. Good sir. So I'm gonna have to come at this from a different perspective. Okay. Give me a moment to explain. You are looking at this as a failure because they are not trying to keep everything in which they initially promised in this bill and move it forward. And I do think that that, um, I think that it's, it's quite sad that we are in the um, political atmosphere that we are in right now. That is not allowing for our Congress to do what is necessary for the betterment of all the people. And this bill is not just for regular working folk. It is also supposed to be for us to finally say our planet is important to us. However, we have a political party that is refusing to not only do anything, but they are also willing to use every single thing that the Democrats are trying to do against them. And mainly, it's simply the price tag. And the Democrats are not strong enough at this point in time in numbers to overcome that political bullet that is heading their way from the bullshit. Republican Party. Bullshit. And I call bullshit. Okay. How is it that when we have a 50-50 Senate, they can't move any sort of legislation on their own? Like, none. Okay. Um, See. And then over in the House, their margin is so slim that, you know, yes, we can move things in the House, but guess what? The way that our Congress is set up, unless it passes the Senate too, it doesn't become law. Okay. And and this is why I'm going to call it bullshit, because this is the same, this is the same kick the can down the road bullshit the Democrats have always done, at least in our lifetime. You know, I can't speak for our listeners, you know, where they fall into the in, in the group. But this goes back to me to 2010 when we got the effing Tea Party. Remember? Remember? Barack came in and we had everything. Not, and not just that tenuous, you know, 50. We had super majority. Right? Prior to that, yes. We didn't get shit done but the ACA and barely got that done. And that's what, what the people told us that they, we need this. And they bitched and moaned and care, and gave President Obama the blues. Because, Democrats, not unfortunately, Republicans, Democrats, 
And yeah, happened? but that's also that's also because let's just be real. I don't know what it is about the Democrat Party, but the Democrats do not know how to message well. I I just I have yet to understand in my lifetime why they cannot seem to take control of any message. I have yet to understand why the Republican Party seems to have a monopoly when it comes to the actual message that is being put forth to the American people as a nation, especially considering the fact they have given nothing to the American people as a whole. They do not look at all Americans the same, and they don't hide that fact either. But they somehow seem to maintain and control the messaging. Because the Democrats are weak. This is Isn't and, that they're and, weak or that they're trying to talk to people that will not listen to them? No, it, it's I could honestly say on that regard that it would be both. But the first part is is that they're weak. And, you know, you and I, well, this is probably the only thing we'll agree about when it comes to this is that they, by Democrats, is that they do not know how to message. They don't know how to get on that soapbox and rail down the Republican nonsense. But they're weak. We get we get we give Democrats power often and you know often when we give Democrats power when shit hits the fan. We don't give Democrats power <laughs> when things are going well. Like that's the dumbest thing I have I have learned from watching oh, American uh, history. That is we, like we, two things that we actually agree on. It seems like the Democrats only get power when the Republicans have gone and screwed shit up so badly that it's like, yo, uh-uh, they have to come in and course correct. But then the people get upset because they don't course correct quick enough. Even though it's like, I'm, like I, as far as I, I mean, I was taught, you know, most of the time, if it took you four years to get into the hole, Expect for it to take you at minimum that long to get out. Oh, oh no! Uh, when you're at a home, minimum, like like you can't expect to get out of a four year hole. You can't expect to get out of a four year hole in six in months or more, or four months or a year or, or a year. Like you can't, you can't, you cannot, you cannot reasonably expect that to happen. However, I do believe. That once again, because the GOP has figured out a way to maintain control of the messaging, that is what they are constantly putting on Democrats. As soon as they screw shit up and then power gets ripped away from them, the first thing that they come out and say, look what they did. Look what they're doing. They're not fixing this problem. They're not doing anything about this problem. And then you have to think to yourself, well, you caused the problem. And you refuse to fix the problem. So how is it that you can place blame on others for a problem that you yourselves created? 
No, because and then not give them time and not give them any help or assistance in fixing the problem. Because Republicans are very good, but before we can even ask that question of, well, weren't you the one that caused the problem? They're already there blaming Democrats for not fixing it. And by then, people's memories are so fuzzy and fixated on, well, why hasn't the problem been fixed that they don't care who started it? And that's normally with Americans. Americans don't care who started the problem, even though they should. They care about who's going to fix the problem. And often Democrats have to come in and fix it. And here's, this is the, this is where we are weak. Because when we come in and fix it, make get everything back on track, not spinning great, not not always everything is back 100%. Sometimes it is. Sometimes we, we, we do better. But regardless, we handle the problem. But then once the problem's handled, we we go soft. We go say, oh, well, we should reach out across the aisle. We should we should try to do things like no. I get that you know a hundred years ago you could probably do that. Today, no, you can't do that. And spend and 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 focusing all of that back to the to this reconciliation infrastructure bill. That's how we got here in the first place. With is by bipartisanship. You forcing us. And when I say us, the American people, to make some deal with a a party that doesn't even want to acknowledge that, well, one, the president won the election. Mm, mm, (laughs) mm. And uh, or the fact that African-Americans are people and should have the just this, a party of entrancients, just a party that's all about. No, you 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 tie our fates with this promise of this grand bill of getting everything that Democrats and the American people, really and truthfully, 70, almost 75% of the, of the country wants what's in the reconciliation bill. We haven't been that united on, on anything since going to World War in World War II. Okay. I mean, like, and yet, well, let's, let's, Let's do a bipartisan infrastructure deal just so that we can show that we, we harbor no ill will. Who the fuck said I wanted you to do that? I didn't. Did, did you vote for bipartisanship on, on anything? Or did we say get shit done? This is, this is where I feel, you know, honestly, our, our system of government is a little flawed. Because no one seems to expect bipartisanship in the state houses, but they demand it at the federal level. And to me, that's very disingenuous and counterproductive. Because if you have one party, which we do right now, we have, we have one party, and I'm calling them out, the Republican Party. The Republican Party right now has taken control of, I believe, 26 state houses throughout this country. And they are ramming through laws that go against the rights of so many people. And they are not listening to majorities at all, even within their own state. They are doing what they want to do in passing 
what I feel are very draconian laws. And then on the federal level, where they don't hold any power right now, after four years of holding power on the, you know, having the executive branch and having half of Congress, because they did have control of the Senate, they did absolutely nothing of merit at all. And now that, that the true. Democrats have, and now that the Democrats have taken control because the American people voted to put them in control, that should be more than enough for them to actually say, yes, we need to do something. But this this like the infrastructure bill, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, that I will like let it slide and be like, you know what, if that's what you all want to do with that, then fine. What ticks me off though is truly the reconciliation bill. Because it is it is a bill that can pass on party line alone, but we have two Democrats. Kirsten Cinema from Arizona and Joe Manchin of West Virginia, West both Virginia. of whom, both of whom have constituents, both of whom have constituents who would actually benefit greatly from many pieces that are within this reconciliation bill, if it were to actually pass. Virginia. Especially though, if it were to pass in the way that it is, the way that it was originally done. They have now, watered now. it down so much and taken out so many things that it's just like, I, I feel that they are working against their constituents and they are working for the lobbyists who are giving them funds. And that ticks me off. Because you actually have a chance to do something good, to put your name to something good, and you are willing to, 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 to watch it fail or to dilute it so much that the American people don't actually feel the real benefit that it could be given, that, that could be given to them. Isn't that what government should be? Government of the people, by the people, for the people? Is that not what government is supposed to be made up of the people? We are the people. We, the people, should be benefiting from government. It is our tax dollars. Why do why are we getting fewer tax dollars back? And most of this money is going towards people who have more than fifty percent of the bottom. No, but see that's the reason why I don't think any of this should have been done in the first place. Not the bipartisan infrastructure. It there should not there there should have been no deal with in the party and this is a failing of democrats and the biden I, I i agree with you there this is a failing on on the biden administration and within and and the leaders of the party that you cannot keep your people in line when mitch mcconnell says we're not voting on said matter he don't he, he doesn't get pushback Everybody toes the party line. They fall in line. They get in order. And Democrats regularly say, 
oh, you you need me to get in line? You need me to get in order? Well, no. What are you going to do for me? Well, what's in my interest? And it's constantly we are being uh, derailed and brought down by our own people, by our own leaders. And now you're here. We're hearing talk about Joe Manchin be going independent. No, he's not. He's an, if anything, he'll become a Republican. I know what you say. You you're, you're going to tell me that he's no fan of McConnell and all that. Yeah, but he don't want to be in the same camp as Bernie either. <laughs> and that is our problem. At this, I at this I do point, believe he would go independent though. I don't, I, he basically he's he's but he's basically told them that is like. He wants to, he wants to consider himself an independent thinker. When let's just be real, he's simply voting his own interest. He has so much interest within the coal industry and the oil industry, and even parts of pharma too. Yes, which is why yeah. which is why he doesn't want certain aspects of this bill to pass. It's also why Kirsten Cinema doesn't want certain aspects of this bill to pass because she has a lot of donors in big pharma and i hate to say it but she is she has been cascading around this darn country with the enemy and yes i am calling the republican party the enemy because that is how they are acting when they want to act like they are on team usa and everyone is part of team usa and they actually want to put their nation first and not their party first then I will say that they are now part of the fold again. But I'm going to keep it calm at this point <laughs> and simply say that they are working against the interests of the nation and they are being very selfish and only looking at their party and trying to gain political power for their party. And this is where, but this is also where it makes me upset with the American people, because at the end of the day, our votes, the same votes that the Republican Party right now is trying to determine whose vote counts and whose vote doesn't count, our votes are supposed to be the things that say, these are the people that we want to represent us, these are the issues that we want you all to deal with, go deal with it. And somewhere there is a major disconnect where the issues that the American people really want dealt with are not getting dealt with. They are being ignored because you have two political parties that are literally playing dumb games. And their games are are literally killing people right now. They are killing people. And it is still party first for one group while the other group is trying every way possible to be nice and just say we are out here trying to do some good for everyone. But that means that everyone has to pitch in for it. Everyone has to pitch in so that everyone can get ahead. And you have one part is why does everyone have to pitch in? Why does everyone have to pitch in the same? That's I, I, why are you going against my liberty? No. We have one planet that God put us all in charge of. One planet that we all live on. 
Gotta calm down. And yet, and yet, and yet, we have one party who seems to want to put their party above the planet. But they're family. But they're, but they're all about family values, though, right? Family values. There will be no families if there is no planet for us to live on. There will be no families if there are no houses for them to live in. There will be no families. There will be no families if there is no food for them to eat. There will be no families if there is no water, no clean water for them to drink. When will the American people as a whole start to understand these things and start to see certain people for who they really are? And when will certain people actually wake up and stop acting in the manner that they're acting right now? Well, if you'll let me get a word in there for that five-minute diatribe that you just went on. I apologize. You know how I can get sometimes. You know, you know how I can get sometimes. <laughs> That was a lot right there for me to try to get into. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll say just bits and pieces of that I can attack right there is why uh, when it comes to Kristen Cinema and, and Joe Manchin, this is why I told you uh, early on in uh in, in Biden's administration, and we're, and we're still early on. I get it. We're still, we're not even a year in, but within the first month, I warned you that Joe Manchin was going to be a problem, and I told you that he was no different. He was a Democrat in name only. He's a dino. <laughs> he is. He has been serving his own interests. He 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 forces Democrats into these little concessions. Sure. He'll he'll get on bills after some conjoling, and once he sees that you know, oh yeah, Republicans just they're out of control. But now that he's you know this, this ringleader of power in the Senate, oh yeah, we're gonna see full on what this man is about. And I told you, I told you, he is going. He is. We need to be doing everything in our power to get rid of him in the state of West Virginia. We, the, the DNC needs to say, hey, you, no more funds for you. When, when it's time for you to, for, for re-election, we are backing another pony. <laughs> Hardcore. We don't need wishy-washy individuals. With everything that you said, I actually agree. We have a lot of problems going on. And the last thing we, we need to do is half-ass our response to this, to climate change, voter integrity, a lot of different things. We, we won't get into that into our second part. But when it comes to this climate change and energy and what's going on, gas prices. Do you, do you, do you know what uh, brother-in-law told me uh, gas prices are out there in Cali? What? Almost five dollars. Mm. Could you imagine paying five dollars a gallon at the pump? I'm walking everywhere. I don't care if it's 120 degrees out. I'm walking. 
I can't afford to drive. And yet, we still have a party that does nothing but shoot darts and play the blame game and come up with no ideas at all to fix any of these problems. But they want power. They want to be in power, but they refuse to actually fix any problems at why all. Why are we relying? Because the, why are we relying because on the only... The, okay, here's the problem. We still have a two-party system. Somebody's going to be in charge. No, 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 no. See... See, that's our problem. We only have a two-party system. That's why shit hasn't been getting done. If we had more than just a two-party system, I believe things might actually get done. Well, we're told the Republicans, you don't want to get on board with getting things done. You don't want, even if you don't, the, 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 what signifies a good deal, a good bill, is when both sides are unhappy. Because they both sides don't get what they want. Both sides realize that mm, I, I wish it was it had this. I wish it had that, or I wish it didn't have this. It didn't have that. That's called compromise. So that maybe down the road you all can work things out, maybe smooth out the, the rough edges. But at the but at the at the end of the day. Something gets done for the American people. That yeah, is also, what. I... Go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say, like, I, 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 I now understand more. This, you know, it's amazing how lessons that you learn back in back in school kind of creep back up in different ways. But I remember a lesson um, way back when in social studies, you know, talking about the formation of government and, you know, the founding fathers. And one of the things that they feared most was us basically going into tribes and forgetting the nation first and just retreating into just political tribes instead. And that is where we are right now. We have... As, as, as a country, it's like we have, we, ha- we still have one political party that wants to put nation first. But because we have one political party that doesn't, it seems like we are constantly at war when we shouldn't be. We are at war with each other when we shouldn't be. Uh, I kind of beg to differ. We actually kind of do need to be at war with one another. <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a definitely disagree on that because we never we all can agree and if we can't don't matter the truth the truth will will out we never settled any everything from uh, the Civil War and and okay. you're hearing about it now on MSNBC CNN specials History Channel like everybody agrees this all stems back to that that. The end of the Civil War, reconcil- that, that reconciliation period that got, what, five years of some air and then was snuffed out abruptly? Yeah, yeah. It stems from that. We never, again, there was no... We just have like today, never resolved that. We never resolved it. And guess what? There was no accountability. Sound familiar? White yep. people go crazy 
say we ain't gonna have this do treasonous things and nobody is held to account let's just let's bygones be bygones <laughs> and here we are you know a hundred years plus years later still dealing with the same shit And until we actually get past a lot of the, until we can actually reconcile with our past, I I have to agree with you. I don't know how we move forward, but we have to reconcile with it because otherwise we are basically just giving up and saying that, you know, I, I don't. Race is not, race should not be why this nation falls. Wealth, wealth should, should not be why this nation falls. Again, I laugh because you know why? Those are going to be the very reasons why we need to fall because we, we're trying to fix, and, and, and we're, we're kind of switching. Ironically, we're, we're heading into our second part of, of our uh, episode conversation today about um, the failings that I see of the Democratic Party. This, this notion of... But we'll, 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 I, 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 I digress. We, We'll keep it here, but we're going to fail because of race, because of wealth, because of not dealing with the past. This country has a nasty habit of glossing over the bad parts, parts that aren't good for polite conversation, that quote-unquote hurt their feelings. This is the reason why they want race theory removed. Critical race theory is not in school. Putting this out there, critical race theory is not taught in any K through 12 school. It is only taught in certain law schools. Go do your research, people. Go do your yeah. homework. Guess what? As far as, as, far as these morons can Stop tell, listening to Facebook. Stop. Stop listening they, to these people out here who do not know what they are talking about. Critical race theory is not taught in K through 12 education. And what they are trying to do is water down the actual history of this nation. And yes, with every nation, there is good, there is bad. And you must understand both parts so that you can grow. As individuals, we have to understand that there are good parts about ourselves that we know, and there are bad parts about ourselves that we have to accept as well. And we have to correct those things. That is what we are trying to do as a society. Slavery is a stain on this society. But in order for us to understand why or how we can fix it, we have to understand how it came about. That is just history. It happened. You cannot whitewash it away. 
no uh, matter how hard you try. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can. That's see, that's the reason why we're here because they have whitewashed history. See, see, that's the key thing that you're missing. They they don't even teach history in school anymore. Do you realize? Again, we call it history. It used to be social studies. You got history when you went to high school. It was social studies because in social studies you got civics. You know what it meant, not just the history of the country, but what it meant to be a citizen of the country. That's what I don't think gets taught enough anymore, is what no, it no, means just, to be a citizen. No, no, no. They don't teach it at all. We, we've seen this in our own kids. It, but there... but, but the, the, the point that that, that that is more troublesome to me is not that we are not teaching civics, but we have we we've allowed the elites, the the billionaires, the 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 racist GOP members, those who want to roll back to, to whitewash the history. That's the reason why we didn't know Native Americans don't know. I won't say don't know, but. A lot of them, the current ones today, a lot of them don't know their own history. They don't know what everything has transpired. So many of them have been obliterated. We as African Americans don't know our own history, our culture, and where we came from. They have destroyed that. So they can, that's easily whitewashing it. We could, we may have been the, the, the princes and the, and the tribal leaders in, in, in our respective homes in Africa. We'll never know. But at so the, the end yes. of the day, they, at the end of the day, you know what's but, but what's sad though is that at the end of the day, I consider myself an American first and foremost. First and foremost, I consider myself an American. But they don't look at me as an American. I am black first, and as a black and and as a black woman, I basically already have a strike against me. Instead of I am a fellow American citizen who pays their taxes, who goes to work every day, who has given children to, I've birthed children. So that guess what? There are going to be more laborers into the workforce later on, or they're going to be job creators later on but I'm still looked at as a black person first and every time I hear them say anything other than that because they like to say that the Democrats are the ones who always put out race I'm like no they simply speak the truth of how things really are because if we didn't say it in those terms it would never be said and if it's never said, that's all that they want. It's not an issue because we don't talk about it. That doesn't make the that doesn't make it a non issue because we don't talk about it. Or because you don't want to talk about it. I agree with you there. But on that I'm gonna move into our our second question of the evening or our second topic of the evening. Uh 
the Democratic Party's failures overall. And you and I definitely disagree about <laughs> what this be. Let, let, let me just, we, I'm going to list out the failures that I've seen. And then we're going to debate them. So. Okay. We have the Afghan uh, withdrawal debacle. Which is going to be a shit show one way or the other. We can agree on that. The, <laughs> the Haitian refugee crisis and the treatment. All right, that does fall on their, at their feet. Uh, the failure of Democrats to pass uh, voting rights protection. And the failure of Dems to do away with the filibuster so that we can actually get things done. And that's, that's me, you know, being nice and not, you know, nitpicking on some other things. There, there's more, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with that. So the first one, the Afghan withdrawal debacle. You and I can agree on this. It was, you're right, it was going to be a shit show regardless. Matter of fact, it was an extra sloppy shit sandwich, and it was all uh, let's, Trump's making. Let's let's just say, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it this way: logistically, they were able to do one hell of a job under the conditions. However, I say that it was going to be a shit show regardless because let's just be real: under the Trump administration, not the Biden administration. Please, people, under, go do your research. Understand who is who started what and then who just had to continue it. The Trump administration under Secretary Pompeo, they're the ones that made this deal with the Taliban, not with the Afghanistan government that they put into place. And I believe that, and I honestly, Mm. I honestly believe to a certain degree that they actually not only purposely excluded them, but they excluded them because that government was initially formed under the Obama administration. So therefore, they didn't trust them. And they didn't want to work with them. But then it's like you go and you work with the enemy instead. What does that say about you? The Trump administration basically gave that country over to the Taliban. They said, here you go. You can have it back. Joe Biden came in. Joe Biden came in. And he simply went along with the agreement that had already been made. Because at that point, he he couldn't make any change. He honored the deal. But at the same time, though, it wasn't like he could renege on the deal. Mm -mm. Not without grave consequence. And that is, and this is why you and I agreed on this, that it was going to be bad one way or another. But the Biden administration should have owned it. They should have been like, look, we had a, we got served a shit sandwich. We tried to make that bitch a little bit firmer, a little bit not as messy. We did a hell of a damn good job getting as many people out as quickly as we did. One of the biggest movement efforts in human history so far. 
but it was it's still it was going to be a shit show so they said but they should have owned it and taken responsibility and said look we're going to we're going to keep this and we're going to press forward we can't we can't go back and fix it it is what it is i'm sorry that the last guy didn't tell you but they didn't this it was that whole watered down well you know it was it was wishy watch it was like yeah, listening to Charlie Brown on on stage definitely didn't help. Oh, looks like we got a voice uh, message here. Let's see what this is. Okay, that is not only factually incorrect, but firstly, nice to meet you both. Uh, C Note uh, and Black Pearl, nice to meet you both. Hope you're having a great day. But it is not correct that Biden followed with the deal actually the taliban broke the deal by entering kabul early and biden retreating he could have went to war and we could have bombed the hell out of him because they broke the deal but biden retreated surrendered and got whoever the fuck they could out and then not even vetting people let those people into the country our country and states all over the country for what reason oh they're Immigrants or no, no, what are they? Refugees, not vetted, and that's that's pretty dangerous of a risk to take. So Biden is just as much to blame as Trump is to blame for this whole debacle. Well, thank you, Liberty Warrior, for uh, uh, dropping that uh, little little note. I I will agree that yes, the the Taliban did attack, but. Again, a fringe group of them. It wasn't even like the main force from what I I have read on that. But again, that would have re-engaged us back into the country. And we didn't need to be in there any longer. Boy, we didn't need to be any longer. <laughs> Especially given all the other issues. But, I mean, as far as the refugees coming in, I mean, we're, look, this is America. We're <laughs> a nation full uh, of immigrants and, and refugees and things of that nature. Some people see the benefits of it, some don't. You know, okay. um, as far as the vetting, when you're given that kind of timetable, hey, it's just time you got to pick up and go. Okay, here's where, okay, so thank you um, for your comment. That was, you know, great. Um, I will say this. Um, I do agree with you that the individuals coming here should have been vetted more. Some of them had already been vetted. Um, however, due to the chaos towards the end, um, I do think that there are some people who got here that had not gone through the process. Um, and, you know, therefore, there are, and there are a lot of people who did go through the process that are still stuck in Afghanistan under the current Taliban regime right now. And, they helped America. They helped the American soldiers that were there, and they should have been able to get out. But we are in the situation that we're in now. Um, I believe that as America, we should be able, with one of the greatest intelligence networks <laughs> in the world, we should be able to not only um, vet those who are here again but also to send those back 
who don't need to be here. Um, I, 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 I can agree I, with that. I do I do think that that is, should be something that we as a nation are capable of. Um, and, you know, our, our intelligence agencies should be able to do. Um, and, you know, yes, I believe that there is plenty of blame to go around. The point that I was trying to make, though, is that we have a party that is trying to place all the blame at the foot of the other. And that should not be the case. Everyone has some responsibility to bear here. One of the things that I never liked about the way that um, the Biden administration went about the draw drawdown was putting out hard dates in which they were trying to get out. It was like you're basically giving them a countdown. Why do that? It, that never that was one of those things that never made sense to me. But you know what also never made sense to me? Why we were there any longer than we need it to be. After Osama bin Laden was killed, I thought we should have come home. And when we did it, the fact that a, a, a permanent base was not simply established so that we would always maintain a presence there, again, never made any sense to me. So why was it that we were in a war posture for two decades? What um, have we gotten out of it? A trillion dollars spent, actually more than that. But uh, that, go, that that we we digress deep into that one. That, I'm just saying, I I do agree with uh, with what Liberty Warrior said. Definitely, uh, Biden has uh, some blame in this as well as Trump. Not full blame, you know, not equal, but definitely he 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 has some blame in this. But moving on to the next one. Uh, the the Haitian refugee crisis and treatment that I play place squarely at the Biden administration's feet. Okay, <laughs> that is something that, that so no 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 let, let, let me let me let me jump out there with one thing that that whole debacle all we got from that was. Yes, it should never have happened. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to stop using horses. So it's the horse's fault. <laughs> See, this is that this is that bullshit that we don't need right now. None of that. <laughs> okay. These are human beings who are fleeing from a nation that is in complete chaos and turmoil. Now, granted, I do not believe that we are, um, that we can save everyone, but I do believe that we have placed, we have put ourselves in the position and, and we claim that we are a nation that has open arms, that is here to help in any way we can. And I do believe that it's the good Christian thing to do is to help our fellow man. The way in which I see how they were affected, though, this once again, to me, boils down to the same issue that we were talking about before. Those Haitian immigrants were treated the way that they were 
not because they were immigrants, but because they were black immigrants. I agree with you on there. And this is why this is a failure of of Biden and the Democratic Party. You let this happen on your watch. But but this is the other thing, too. It wasn't the federal government that was doing this to them. It wasn't the federal government that showed the injustice towards them. No, it's U.S. That was the state. That was the state. The people in the state (laughs) of Texas. No, no, don't let, don't see, see, it, 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 it's either it is or it isn't. And they are part of the federal system. They answer to the government. The government. Do they? Do they? (laughs) Look, look, look. Do they? (laughs) Look, I'm just, I'm just, I am not here to tell you what's outside of the book. I'm just telling you what is in the book. They answer to the federal system. And all we've gotten from the Biden administration, from Dems, is, hey, we'll, we'll no longer use horses. So that's supposed to make it better, homie? Quite frankly, it wasn't the horses that were the issue. But you know what? <laughs> See? Let's just, let's, just, let's, just, let's, let's just say that we agree on the fact that this definitely should have been handled much better. The Biden administration should have just taken responsibility and corrected the issue, I think, a lot sooner than it was. Um, And, you know, this is definitely one that falls at the feet of the Biden administration because it happened on their watch. I think we can agree on that. Okay, so now I'm I'm up just so that you know, so you can see the failures where this is going. So (laughs) next one, the failure to pass. Uh, voting rights protections. Okay, this one plays very, but this one plays in part with your last one, which is about the filibuster. And you and I both know why that there is such contention there. I don't give two fucks about what contention is there. Government is stalling. We, you know, I've, is stalling or has stalled? <laughs> it, I, I, I don't know. It's somewhere in some mutant place of in between. Um, for those of you out there uh, listening, uh, you can check out um, our other podcasts on the Village Podcast, the Village Family Podcast Network, Three Wise Schools. I pose this idea of I want to stop paying Congress. I want to stop paying both parties. I want to stop paying taxes if government can't do their job. Like, why do I pay your bills if you can't do the shit you're supposed to do? Like, that's why we send you there, right? I mean... Oh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Is, is I'm not trying to be anti, this is not anti-American. This is actually, I think I'm very American. Like, you want me to pay your salary, give you benefits, and you can't do your damn job? Again, I'm not asking you to have a beer with the person next to you. 
I'm saying from nine to five, get shit done, and then go about your way. You look, you can call call me some bitch, whatever you want to, on CNN, MSNBC, but from nine to five, you better be working some shit out. <laughs> and this, the filibuster, along with not um, passing voting rights again. You want me to vote next year, and some of us are already voting now, and there's no, you basically told Republican states, said that they can just toss out the vote whenever they feel. And whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, an independent, that's not good for anybody. When somebody else, one party has the ability to say, I just don't believe in it. So? This is why I said what I said before. We have one party right now that has decided that it is party first, everything else after. Oh, we got another one here. Let's see. It's Liberty Warrior. Listen, it is, it's un-American to say that I want more taxes and and you to take my money so I can't live. (laughs) That, that's un-American. America was practically built on the idea that overtaxation of people of, of people is tyrannical and not able to let them have a living wage is, is practically tyrannical. And right on. lo and behold, here we are again, taxed to death, um, barely any living wages, and people screwed over. Mm, repeating history, maybe? <laughs> That's a vast understatement. Living more vast understatement. I mean, it, it's it's a cycle over. D.C. is a prime example of that. Heck, I argue with, uh, with, with, with C.J. about this often, about D.C. has no right. They are taxed to death, but no representation. And we allow it. But because of the fear that D.C. maybe go Democrat, it won't get statehood. Why can't Republicans fight uh, with uh, for that state with their principles? Stand behind something, but they can't do that. No, and and and, so, and I I, to- I totally I totally agree that we should not be taxed to death. Like I I do I do not agree, um, or I I don't believe that that should that should be the case. I do believe though that based on the current system that we have and the things that I look at it like this. We can get a lot more done when we pool our resources together than we can individually. And it's not just within our own homes or within our own towns or, 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 you know, like not within our, just, just within our homes or within our neighborhoods or within our towns or within our state. But we have to look at the bigger picture. And that is, um, that is where I believe that there needs to be a balance with regards to taxation. But at the same time, you know, he was talking about how, you know, there's no living wage. Well, that has really nothing to necessarily do with taxes, that's what businesses decide that they want to actually pay their employees. 
so that they can get the bigger, biggest profit possible. They, they determine that. The laws that are passed basically allow them to do just that. So if, if we are going to be on any sort of, if, if, if we're either going to be on a, within a system where we simply understand in order for us to receive the services as a whole, so that we're not each individually going out and having to create our own water supply or our own food supply or anything of that sort. Like, I want to be able to go and use public services. I want to be able to go and travel along all the roads and know that they are going to be maintained and taken care of. And that is not necessarily on me, but that is on my state or on my federal government. To maintain and do. I can agree with that. Oh, Liberty War got another one for us. Black Pearl, I already know where you're going with this. We live in a society and we have to pay for things. And yes, I understand taxes. Under There's reasonable taxes that we can all, you know, pick up the bill for so we can have the society that we are privileged to live in. That's what our, our forefathers and foremothers all have done when they were working and surviving to get to us to this point. And I agree, reasonable taxes. But I don't think there should be something like, you know, a death tax, um, four-wheel tax for my car, um, tax on my sales, tax on my income, tax uh, the shoes that I buy. I, I mean, continuously. And then tax the property I'm on, tax the building that I have, the TV that's in my house. You know, how far do we go until it's unreasonable? I mean, these people are being paid a hell of a lot of money. And I believe they even control their own pay raises, too. So when do we say enough is enough and have reasonable taxes? Mm. Mm. Okay, sir. I love that because you know where I'm going to go with it next. So the one thing I didn't hear in that, you know what gets taxed? All the stuff that regular people use. Everything. Mm. Everything that we buy the work that we do and the wages that we receive, all of those things get taxed. Where is where do the wealthy get taxed? Mm. Very rarely the, do they get it. Very rarely does their money get taxed the way that ours does. But at the but but in the end though, they use the same services that we do in some way, don't they? They still have houses. They got to pay property taxes. They have water coming into those homes. They have somebody who goes and buys food for their houses or they go and, you know, they're, they're, they're paying, uh, you know, for takeout or whatever. But that wealth that they are building, the manner in which they are building it, if they don't actually have income, if it is not designated as income, it is not taxed the same way. So it's seems then that people like us who work 40 hours a week or more, average people are getting taxed a hell of a lot more for the least bit that we have, the little bit that we have. And we're getting taxed in every single, every single respect of our lives. And it just eats and eats and eats and eats and eats into the little income that we do wind up having at the end of the day. There has to be some way that this system gets evened out some. 
It doesn't make any sense to me that this country was initially founded when taxes were what, before the 80s. What, at some point in time, the rich paid more than 90% tax on their money. They now pay less than 30. That is a huge gap. And where have where have all those savings gone for them? Uh, where, we how another, have we benefited? We, we, we got another, he's got a resp- response to you. Uh, we, we bring you on, uh, uh, Liberty Warrior, but literally we coming up on our hour on, on the show, but uh, next time we're going to bring you on. We, this is good. This is good. Uh, uh, good dialogue. Good dialogue here. Ah, uh, the loophole trick that they use. I agree with you. We shouldn't have loopholes like, oh, let me donate all this money to this organization and then allow a tax write-off so I don't have to pay taxes. Or I pay way less in taxes because of donations that I get back on my tax. No, I understand that. I get that completely. And I'm 100% against people that do that. But then we also, I don't know, I guess we have to teach people to be genuine hearted to donate money to certain things. Because I get that. I get that 100%. Like getting rid of the loophole of uh, tax evasion by donations and saying, oh, I donated this money, so it's a tax write-off. But... Yeah, it creates a problem, but I I, I agree with you. And And this is the vicious cycle that we live in. And how do you teach genuine empathy to people? (laughs) How do you make people give a fuck? (laughs) So I'm uh, okay. I I have I'm I'm not even gonna lie. So I consider myself a Christian, or or I follow Christian teachings. Okay. And I am not a perfect Christian. I am not even going to go out there and say that. But I have, like, just, I'm at a point now where I just would like some spiritual calm in my life. And so a a scripture that I read just this past, or, yeah, just this past week. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. For as, as a nation, we should want to build our nation up and make it better for the next generation. It should hurt all of us when we see people living on the street. It should pain all of us. When we have children going hungry, it should pain us that in what we claim to be the wealthiest nation in the world, that everyone doesn't have a roof over their head, everyone doesn't have food security. And I'm not saying that these should just be given things, but what I am saying is we should be able to create a society in which, guess what? God has given enough for everybody to have something. And greed should not be what rules us. Greed should not be what people aspire to. Hoarding your money that you cannot take with you to the grave shouldn't be what you aspire to. 
I agree. I, I do believe that we should be able to create wealth that we are able to pass on to the next generation. But within that, it's not just our own children or grandchildren that we are passing that on to. It is the village that is around us. I'm going to say, I'm going to go a step further. They didn't become wealthy by their own hands. That's the, that's the myth. No, there, no multimillionaire or billionaire got that way by themselves. They had employees. They've had customers. They, that's how it's happened. And this notion that self-made millionaires and billionaires do this all about, give you have to give back to the very people that not only work for you, but the people that also purchase from you. That's how the cycle oh. happens. Oh, isn't that something? You know, they make money off of us, but then don't want to give anything back to us. Why is that? And why do we, as consumers, allow that? Uh, One more. Oh, and don't forget about the ones that are billions of dollars, if not close to trillions, that bought out politicians to make certain laws to benefit the company or raise their stock and then you know said person has so much their share in stock yeah it's that stuff too totally (laughs) i honestly believe like there are sometimes i look at the stock market and it's like not only they truly it does not at all in any in any shape form or fashion it does not actually show what Main Street is today. The stock market is a separate entity all of its own. And the stock market is primarily the playground for the wealthy. It's a way for them to, to roll the die and just play Russian roulette with their money. And at the expense oh, not, of no, 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 not just their money. They're playing with our money. And our money. They're playing with our money. They're playing with our pension money. They're up. They're playing with our pension money, because guess what? When the last, when when the stock market went down, I'm about to say who got a bail? Did you get way a back when? I didn't get a bail out. My, I'm I'm still trying to recover from that. I am still trying to get my 401k built back up. What 401k? That thing was annihilated. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. And they get for what? they get forgiveness for billions of dollars, and I'm just like, nah, I, I, uh-uh. I'm not down with that. But on that note, we have reached our hour-long segment. This is a good, this is a good conversation here. This was great. This was great. I'd like to thank all of our listeners and uh, all the wonderful conversation that we got from our our guests uh, here. Uh, Liberty Warrior, thank you for Yes, Liberty Warrior. Thank you so much. Thank you for thank you for listening in and thanks for your comments and your feet. This was great. Love the dialogue. Uh we do Pearl Notes every Sunday. You can catch us here, uh, or you can look for us on the Village Family Podcast Network on uh, that would be iTunes, yes, wherever you get your podcast, and you can check out our other shows, Three Wise Fools and Untitled Sports Podcast. 
And, uh, yeah, you want to close this out there, uh, Pearl? Hey, I love this, this conversation. America, let's have a dialogue. That's what we need. We need an actual dialogue of the issues that are affecting us, the everyday Americans. And we need to be pushing these politicians to listen to us. We are the government. Let's act like it. Until next Sunday. Be easy. Peace.